Hey everyone, Anthony Fantano here, internet's busiest music nerd, and it's time for the most inconsistent podcast on the internet, the TND podcast, I don't even remember when the last episode of this came out, and this is going to be a very special episode as we are seeing, or rather hearing, the return of my lovely wife Dominique on this podcast. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. I need to move this microphone just a little bit close to you, I think. A little bit closer. Just okay. Smidge. Okay. Okay. That is should be good. good. I think that's good. All right. I'm going to be watching the levels. All right. I'll, if they're I'll going try, crazy. I'll try not to shout. So <clears throat> we're coming back with 20 songs, 20 love songs themed around Valentine's Day. I know it's been a while since you guys have heard from Dominique. We, our, our relationship has kind of gone under the radar <laughs> since the needle drop has blown up. Yeah, well, because, according to you guys, we're, we've been broken up for several years. Yes, we've been broken up. We've been divorced. We've yes. um, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, uh, we broke up and and you turn into a... Into a, into a, a, men's, a, a men's, men's rights, rights activist. activist. <laughs> <laughs> there are quite a good few Reddit theories. Yeah. Oh, I love them. <laughs> but uh, we, we've just been uh, relationship wise, just kind of under the radar because our privacy is important. But, um, y- you know, my online show is about my opinions on music. It's not about <laughs> my marriage. <laughs> Although if, if, if you guys can can pony up the YouTube revenue, maybe I can convince Dominique into uh, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose. I if suppose. you guys can guarantee $40,000 of YouTube <laughs> revenue every month, we will vlog every day. Okay, okay. that's we'll v- That might be pushing it. Entire life every day. plastered all over the internet. <laughs> and you know, what's going to be funny is we're not even going to put any effort into it. It's literally going to be just us sitting around the house. Yeah, well, you guys asked for it. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be like... A, it's not gonna be like other vlog channels on YouTube. No. We're like, hey, we're go- we're going to the mall today. We're, we won't we're be go- doing things. Yeah, we won't be doing things. <laughs> like, hey guys, vlog one fifty three. We're trying to catch up on Love After Lockup. It's our favorite show right now. It's it's the worst thing on television. Uh, did you bring my dryer sheets? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, what's what's on the grocery list? What do you what do you what do you need? What can I cook you? What do you want to eat? I don't know. <laughs> That's literally how she responds. <laughs> I so, just want the feeling of fullness. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, we're, we're obviously still together because nobody else will have us. So, mm. so there you go. <laughs> so, so we've decided to return because one of our first videos together on the channel was uh, in 2011. It was our 10 Valentine's Day songs. So we decided to double it. For free, totally for free. We've doubled that yeah. number at no cost to you. Um, <laughs> and uh, Dominique has uh, uh, made the suggestion that we do this, you know, but it's, it's been a while since she's been in a video or on a video or having anything to do with the needle drop. You know, typically I, I over the years, even though we've made this agreement to kind of hang back and sort of keep things off camera, uh, you know, I drop hints here and there like, hey, this band that you like, I'm, I'm going to review it. Maybe you want to say something, you know, but it typically ends up just kind of like falling to the wayside or on the back burner mm. or whatever. But th- this time she made the suggestion and um, and I said, OK, you know, would it be an 
a video? And she said, I don't know about that. <laughs> and then I said, okay, well, what about a podcast then? So that's kind of been our, our, uh, our compromise here. So now we're doing this podcast. We picked out 10 tracks. We're going to go over every single one of them, uh, why we picked them. And uh, I'm going to kick it off right now. We're just, let's just get straight into it. All right. I'm going to kick it off with uh, Kevin Abstract with the song Empty. Sweaty pounds as I walk down this empty road I got a mom but we ain't spoke And I don't know I the heart don't speak to me anymore Alright, so that was Kevin Abstract Why I picked that song essentially uh, You know that uh, over the past few months Or I guess the past year I've become a big fan of this rap group named Brockhampton And I've been talking about them And I went to go see a show with them recently Oh yes, I'm aware <laughs> You're aware I'm the number one Brockhampton super fan <laughs> Uh, but before Brockhampton, one of the members of the group, a flagship member, Kevin Abstract, uh, had this solo record titled American Boyfriend. It's a bit of an autobiographical uh, record where he's talking about being in love with this dude who's on the football team. This is the opening track to the whole thing. So it's kind of like this big, gigantic show of emotion, this big theme uh, to kind of state his intentions and his emotions for this person. And, you know, just like him reflecting on their relationship and the reason I picked this track uh, even though I guess that scenario doesn't really apply to us (laughs) directly um, (laughs) is I guess I just like the elements of young love and tension in the track I kind of like the way that Kevin lyrically kind of plays with these themes of uh, having to be home, needing to go back home, sort of being um, torn away from his significant other via his home life, uh, whether that be uh, because he can't be with this person all the time or he has obligations or whether it be because, uh, you know, there are elements of um, kind of dealing with his his queerness on the album mm. and coming out of the closet mm. and sort of, you know, bringing that to the uh, attention of his parents and everything. Um, you know, having to sort of come out of the closet and, uh, uh, you know, sort of the acceptance of um, same-sex relationships sort of at the age that he's at and and everything. So there's like all sorts of life pressures, extraneous pressures sort of coming in on this relationship. And, you know, to me, in in some ways, it kind of reminded me of of when we first started dating and just thinking how, you know, we wanted to be together. We wanted to be at this place where we were just like inseparable and just together all the time and sort of dependent on one another. But there were all sorts of things preventing us at the time very early in our relationship from like, taking those next steps. Yeah, no, that that's really true. And actually, as you were kind of uh, providing more context to the song, I was just kind of thinking about exactly that and kind of, you know, when we first started dating and, you know, I dealt with some, you know, family <clears throat> health problems that, you know, it was a really big deal and it was a, it was a really big deal for me. And so starting a relationship with just kind of everything else falling apart mm-hmm. <laughs> there was there were yeah health problems and money problems and family problems and then after all of that was out of the door there were just the problems of trying to find a place to live yeah. which like <laughs> with a dog yes with a dog like we had some real horror stories like about <laughs> some of the apartments that we looked at with within our budget like there was one place that we looked at that, on, honest to God, they had no heat. The yes. heat, the heat was the oven. Was yes, it was the the stove. And and keep in which mind, which is this illegal. Is, which is illegal now, but that's how like houses used to be set up, 
like back in the day, like back before civil rights. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that's how far back we're talking here. Uh, I don't know. I, I think this was just some like bootleg <laughs> apartment. I remember, I remember we talked to our parents about it and they said, no, that's like how some some apartments used to be. Like yeah. literally the, the oven was an older oven and there was a grate on the side of it. Yes. If you remember. Like, yeah, you, that's like, right. That's you don't right. just open up the stove and then turn it on. It's no. not like that. It was a dual functionality. Yeah, there was like there was like a, like almost like a, a, a heater on the side of the oven that would that's emit right. heat when you turned it on. That. And that was the only source of heat in the apartment in New England. So this is like the last place on earth where you would want such a thing to be your heat source. And, um, you know, we saw other apartments that were like uh, uh, just like in horrible disrepair. It was like this one place that had super high ceilings. And I remember like the only cabinets, I think, in the kitchen, like were just like way above my head. They were clearly just installed. I thought I I dreamt that place. (laughs) It was like something out of like Tim Burton. It was just like really bizarre proportions. <laughs> it was like a fun house. Yeah. But yeah, like it, it, we're laughing about it. No, but at the time we we fought a lot about it, and it was yeah, like really miserable. It was it like, was awful because you know you're trying to find some place where like you know number one like i had just started a job anthony was you know trying to get trying yeah trying to get the needle drop off the ground and so like we needed space but we didn't have the money for the type of space that we needed so then that meant we needed to be looking at older places and the older places were scary and (laughs) <laughs> yeah or they wouldn't take dogs or, or they wouldn't whatever. take dogs but mostly it was because they were scary we yeah. saw a lot of like <laughs> a lot of scary scary houses yeah we did like that one place that we saw where it was like it was like half built mm. like <laughs> they were showing us like one like unit in in the house it was a house and um but the rest of the house was just dilapidated pretty much so <laughs> it was um it was scary yeah we were, we were having we were having a tough time but <laughs> that that's i guess that's our little detour into into i guess some of the see these songs are already bringing up some raw emotions i know so let, i know let's get into the next track one that you picked uh, because we're going to alternate back and forth between uh, each of our picks throughout this throughout this podcast. Uh, you picked a Leanne LaHava song, Say a Little Prayer, a live rendition of that track. Let's play a little bit of it, and then you can talk about why you, you picked this song for the episode. Okay. And ever, we never will part of how I love you together, together. Uh, so there's a little bit of that Leanne the Havas track. Can you can you tell me why you picked that song for yeah. this episode? What about that song made you think about this podcast and us and, yeah. and everything? Um, well, I guess a little history. I love Burt Bacharach. Um, <laughs> I love kind of like the, I mean, the, the kitschiness of of his arrangements um and so i actually have always loved this song um especially the dion warwick version um most famously but i've heard every probably every cover um and you know try to actively uh listen to covers and interpretations of the song um 
I mean, there's a couple of other songs like that, that I just, I love the song so much that I want to hear everybody's version of it. Um, but what I love so much about, um, this, the way that she, uh, covered the song is how she slowed it down and just, um, you know, I, I think like it gave me an opportunity to kind of hear the song in a different way. Um, I think maybe being older and being in a relationship now that's knocking on 10 years. Um. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. We dating in like 2009. Yeah. yeah. We're pushing 10 years. Yeah. Oh, God. That's for real life. That's for real life. Um, but yeah, but it's like, like to me, the song, her arrangement of the song, it's like like love that kind of like envelops every part of your day, even when you're not thinking about it, right? Like when you're not focusing on, oh, it's Valentine's Day. Mm. I need to show this person that I love them. Mm. I wake up loving you and mm. i go to bed loving you oh you kiss <laughs> but yeah i hear you this is um this is uh you know it, it's like a quiet assurance you know it's not quite yeah. as showy as like probably the original version or, or anything it's a lot more uh stripped back to its uh, sort of most bare essentials yeah you know of everything it, and it just kind of seems like the tone of the track just seems a lot like a just like a conversation as opposed to like uh i guess uh an event or something right or something like right. meant for the for everybody else to see, you know, when really you're just like trying to show it to one person. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, there's an intimacy in, in this version that I think is really beautiful. And, um, yeah, it just made me, it made me think about, you know, kind of like what you were saying earlier about how, you know, in the beginning, like you're, trying to like you know everything will be great and awesome as soon as we move in together and we see each other all the time and then that has its challenges too and yeah. then it's like oh my god we see each other all the time <laughs> yeah at, at, the, at the beginning there's definitely like a uh, at the beginning there's definitely a, a beach boys wouldn't it be nice kind of idealism yeah to exactly it, you know? exactly yeah. exactly and so Which i neither of us picked that song no we did we're, not we're too old for that song now exactly but <laughs> <laughs> but exactly we're too old for that song and and definitely i think you know what i like about this song is because it is kind of like for me that next phase of just the you know just being super secure in mm. your relationship and in your love and um and just you know just the feeling that even when things are bad things are still pretty good mm. it's, it's funny you've just like the first song that i picked to me like referenced a very early part in our relationship yeah. and this part that this song that you just picked sort of references a very sort of later part or kind of a late a later sentiment and, and i have songs that i picked that kind of feel that way to me too yeah uh, however i feel like this next song that i picked also kind of brings things back to the start a little bit to yeah. um a point in our relationship when i guess there was just like a lot of excitement a lot of what ifs and and I'm talking like literally like the day we met. Yeah. And the way that <laughs> this song sort of 
tangles with that is it's literally about sort of meeting someone who you've who you've talked to online. Mm. So which like back in the day when we met online, there were no songs about that. Yeah. So literally the world is catching up to us. I know. That's right. The world's catching up to us right now. So right. finally today, mm. and, and <laughs> I cover this stuff all the time. Like every year I, I, I at least hear a handful of songs that are like, whoa, this is like such an internet love song because you literally have somebody referencing, I met this person online, you know, we're meeting in person. He's, he or she is messaging me. And like back in the day, that was not the thing, you know, like it was, it was not like as standard no, or I it guess isn't. as popular as it is today. And maybe I'm projecting, but I always like, I've always kind of interpreted Bjork's hidden places in that way. Hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I know I'm probably 100% projecting, um, but that that is kind of a technologic romance. Hmm. Well, I mean, me. if somebody was going to write such a song, it probably would be her. Yeah. Like well, a love like song was... from the future or something. <laughs> right. right. Or like her like Imogen Heap or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like probably one of those two like would probably write a love song from the future. Yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, this this one's also from an artist that you're familiar with, Kieran J. Callanan. Um, <laughs> but this is from his new album, which sounds vastly different from the record that you're familiar with, which I came home from a tour in Australia with that album and yeah. we both like loved it. Yeah. You know, when we heard it, we were just like, whoa, this guy's great. And I was just like upset with myself that I didn't review it the year it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his new record is just so vastly different stylistically and, and everything. Yeah, I've, I've heard bits and pieces. I yeah. have not listened to it in its entirety. So to me, this is one of the, uh, one of my favorite tracks on the record. One of the tracks that, like I said, hit me as being like, whoa, this is just like, you know, the feelings and the sort of situations that, that I had when we were first meeting. And, and I think you'll sort of catch that the uh, sort of tone and the music and the lyrics of the track definitely speak to probably the tension that one is feeling when they're mm. like, okay, you know, we've made this agreement that we're going to meet in person, but there's also kind of that weird feeling of just like, you know, it's it's odd, you know, it's, yeah. it's weird because in a way you feel like you know this person a little bit because maybe you've been talking yeah. about things mutually for a little bit. And, um, but, but then still there's <laughs> kind of like that, oh, what if I, what if I, am worse in person than I am like sort yeah, of on the internet that's, or whatever. That's funny that you say that because I think <laughs> for me, I think I, I kind of had like a completely different perspective on, on meeting mm. someone in person because it, for me, it was just such a like, <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like granted there are awful things that could happen, yeah. but I wasn't going there, but it was just kind of like, this could be fun or mm. it might not be fun. And like, I, I guess like I kind of went into things with not having a ton of expectations, especially yeah. since you stood me up. Oh, well, that was, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. That was not standing you up. That was just a miscommunication mm, of, of it schedules. It a lot like being stood up. I told you I had work. I just forgot to tell you when I would get out of work. <laughs> Uh, that's 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 all yeah i was like in full face makeup <coughs> and hair and it's like 11 o'clock and i'm just like yeah fuck this and then i called her when i got out of work at like maybe 11 30 i'm like okay i'm out of work i'm out i'm out and i'm like good for you <laughs> So, but still though, probably given that that, probably given that situation, there was like a bit of nervous excitement yeah. to the whole thing, yeah. which is in this track and has turned up to 11 to the point where it's just like in, insane. So okay. this track is called Down to Hang. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> His lyrics are hilarious, and and that's also uh, James Chance of James Chance and the Contortions playing sax on that track. So it's like a little bit of like a no wave yeah. sort of throwback over there. Um, I feel like I don't have much to say about the song now because I've already sort of spoiled my. I whole... know, I know. You kind of <laughs> I've, already, the shark. I've already reversed it. I've already but jumped the shark. It is really funny to kind of like as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, is that how boys feel? Because I was it, totally I, like, I what ems. <laughs> I hope he doesn't kill me. <laughs> no, I, that I, would I think, suck. I think it definitely is. I think it definitely is. You know, there, there's definitely like a weird sort of like about to pop kind of yeah. excitement. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Especially when you've kind of like, I don't know, like already uh, pre-gamed in a way by talking to the person so right. much, you know, and like had built up like expectations, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, whereas like if you just met somebody casually sort of like in, in outside setting somewhere where you expect people to meet, then it's like none of, none of this is there. Right, right. No, know? no, no, no. That's true. It's true. Yeah, no, but that's, <laughs> the lyrics are kind of amazing. And the lyrics are hilarious. <laughs> I have to revisit <laughs> in its entirety. And, and I guess, I guess you could, you know, talk about the. The, the, the he's talking about the hanging quite a bit and he does get graphic with the noose you know talking yeah. about like noosing himself but also it's like you know there's probably like a b- bit of a serial killer vibe there too a so. little bit a little bit <laughs> um yeah actually a lot but i think <laughs> but it is funny it is kind of like you know like you said just kind of like the buildup of expectations and you know even for my part even though i play it cool you know, I was nervous too, but I guess more from a standpoint of, man, like we've been having such a good, like good time, like chatting about like music and stuff. And if this sucks, like <laughs> it's going to be really awkward. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into the next track that you picked. We're going to play a little bit of it and then you can get into why you picked it. Uh, this is a short bit of Daime Erosina's Valentine. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, right. Is that, is that the I I turned her onto this artist sort of in, in an inadvertent fashion because I had gotten a promo for one of her older CDs, and yeah, I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah. I thought that she would like it more than me, so I just passed it to her because you know knowing what she enjoys, I was just like, hey, I think you'll probably enjoy this more than I am. And she's telling me that this came from a later record. Um, no, this came. After. Yeah, this came after. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't. When I meant later, I meant like. <laughs> I didn't mean like uh, older. But yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, I, and gotta, I gotta listen to that because yeah, that's really you good. You do. You do. It's actually really, really good. Mm. And I love her voice. Her, her voice is really good. Her voice is literally like melted chocolate. It's so it good. is so like deep and earthy and sensual she has an amazing voice so needless to say after that uh promo um and there were some standout tracks on that um yeah you know i i felt like with that promo there there was just like a weird kind of thing going on with the instrumentation and some of the vocal layering where it just felt like 
there was something kind of missing or something was being yeah. lost in translation. It was just a little overwrought. But this is just is so much more intimate. And it's like the instrumentation in the background. It's simple, but it just works. And it showcases her voice so much better and it's so lovely it's just yeah, so beautiful it's a beautiful song yeah and i so i picked this because when i was listening through um this album it because as soon as i got apple music i had like this mental list of like all of these albums i wanted to like yeah uh like revisit or whatever look into and i remember the first time i heard this it reminded me so much of the very first time you and i went on vacation together Mm. and (laughs) (laughs) we had we had like a little road trip uh we went to hershey pennsylvania yeah we did (laughs) and it was just like this really like first of all i had to kind of fight tooth and nail to get anthony to take a break to go on vacation I'm horrible at taking a break he does not ever take a break you get so so it's funny that you're <laughs> that you're confirming that because there are people who watch from the outside then they're like do you sleep do yeah you, do you no ever? he doesn't and yes he has a whole family a wife like he's got stuff and yes that all happens simultaneous to his work schedule mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so anyways, so, you know, so this was like really the first time, like, you know, we had this extended amount of time together where nobody was working. It was just really idyllic. And, you know, I like specifically this reminded me of the drive there. I think we were listening to Vampire Weekend. Like we were listening to the Vampire Weekend album. I think I might've been really into that. Yeah, you were really into it. I was really into Contra. But it was awesome. Yeah. And it oh, was just Are like you a- saying that that was the horrible thing about the trip? No. <laughs> that I kept playing. <laughs> he kept playing Vampire Weekend, no. but it was awesome anyway. Despite that. No, actually, I, I, <laughs> I did actually really like that album. And I, but no, what I'm seeing is that it was just such an idyllic, like, trip. It was, like, super sunny and. You know, a lot of farmland. Like, yeah, it was just such. And then a we were going to roller coasters. Exactly, so. exactly. So it was just, you know, like new, you know, fairly new love, and just kind of the carefreeness that you and I rarely get to indulge in because we're both crazy busy. So, um, so yeah, so that the, the vibrance of the song, the energy, and it's just um, really cute. Yeah, it's really cute. It's really cute. It's just. Yeah, it just made me think of our first really carefree, carefree moment. Oh, (laughs) but yeah, it's just like, you know, it's everything that you want and like just kind of a sweet, lighthearted kind of love song, you know, there's nothing like too complicated about the emotions or anything like that. It's just, I like you, 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 I really like you, you know, it's just, that's just kind of the vibe of it. And it's just really pretty. It's really sweet. And you might, you made me want to check out that follow up album. If, if a lot of it is kind of of that vibe. Oh my goodness. Actually, just as a note, as I was like, cause when I picked all my songs, I wanted to make sure that they were linkable. Cause you know, some of the songs like, they just came from my memory, and I have no idea if there's, you know, an actual URL linking yeah. linking you to them. Um, so anyway, so when I was, you know, just kind of going through my list and just checking again, she was, um, she has a cover 
of Besame Mucho, which is just fantastic. Like that's, I don't think it's recorded. Like I don't think she has a studio recording of that, but I highly, highly recommend anybody YouTube it. YouTube it. You will not be disappointed. It's beautiful. All right. I'm going to get into the next track over here, who is another artist that you've been hearing me sort of play again and again and again throughout the year. Uh, Alex Cameron. The song is titled <laughs> "Running Out of Luck." We're, we're laughing because we've we've had many conversations about just how much of like a weird creepo uh, Alex Cameron is when you just look simply at his lyrics. You know, I, I don't know the man personally, but I, you know, I've, I've I've showed this record to Dominique a few times. It's been like, "This is great. I love this," but these are the man's lyrics. You know, this is yeah. what the man s- sings about. <laughs> <clears throat> but but I promise you, this this is not one of his weirder, creepier songs. Okay, so okay, this this is one of not uh, not too heavy on the creeper wave. Uh, although I'm I'm not going to say it's wholesome though. I'm not going to say it's wholesome. That's all right. But, but I mean, there's, um, uh, the, you know me. You know I I skirt the. Uh... <laughs> I got you. I got you. I know you. I know you. All right. Well, we'll give it a listen. Listen to the lyrics. <laughs> And hopefully I'm not horrified. And and I swear you won't be horrified. There's there's kind of like a uh, 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 it, it might it might seem a little weird at first, but I swear I have a nice explanation okay. for, for why I sort of had some feelings about us and, and, and this particular track. <laughs> All right, on, on one to ten, where, where does that rate on the creepo scale? You know, um, it's I like, actually love this track. You <laughs> love this track. <laughs> I love it too. It's one of my favorite songs of last year. So, no, I mean, th- this to me was a track that reminded me of just every everywhere we've been and everywhere we've gone to sort of get to this point because yeah. you know, th- there's just like. If if you've been in a relationship that is pushing ten years, you know you do have your doubts and you do have your moments where you, you feel like you're out of love or you feel like you know it's slipping. But then when you get back to that moment where you're like back yeah. in it, you know it's like it feels like really good and it feels really great. <laughs> but still, it's like you can't totally ignore the past and you know that there's like you know those doubts in your head and you have there's those sort baggage. of outside of those. <laughs> Those outside factors. You keep adding bags. You know, you keep adding bags. You learn over time, like, what volatile personalities you are right. and, uh, you know, like, your triggers and, you know. And you like, learn how to use them more effectively <laughs> over more time. Effectively over time. <laughs> And it's like, you know, you you are like, you know, either, you know, you in in some ways you are like a stripper or you are like a hothead who will like totally just punch somebody out and which is like totally a danger to your relationship. And um, but, you know, still it's like at the end of the day, there's just like something that ends up working or functioning yeah. about it. And it's just like, you know, I, I like the feel of like being kind of renegades together in a, yeah, in a way, yeah. you know, just like, you know, it's, I just kind of like that story, that vibe of the track. But yeah, I love that song. And yeah. it just kind of reminded me of, of all I think, that. I think we're making our relationship sound very volatile. <laughs> It's not, I swear. Well, it, it, you know, it's it's it, you you have your moments where it's it's you fight and it's tough emotionally, and you have your disagreements, and you know you're you're essentially unhappy in a way. But then once you get back to that point where you remember like why you're 
why you're in it, you know, because yeah. really if, if it's working and you love each other, those, those tough and those rough moments are going to be temporary. And those flaws about you that are probably never going anywhere and never going to change. <laughs> it's like, you just kind of end up like seeing past them anyway. And, you know, he, he makes reference on the track to, even though there are these doubts and he says like, you know, the odds are stacked against us, but simultaneously, like she's assuring him, like, you know, we're going to be together. It's OK. You know, it's uh, so that's that's kind of how yeah. things have <laughs> kind of felt to me sometimes when they're, when they're rough, when they're volatile. It's like, you know, it's kind of like being it's kind of like living on the edge in the right, way that these right. two people are. You know, there's kind of like a I don't know. It's it's tough and it's upsetting. But simultaneously, there's like a weird excitement to sort of being brought to that point where it feels like it's going to be over. But then when you get back to that point where you do sort of love each other yeah. again, you know, and you're back in love, you, win. Kind of, you know, you win. Exactly. 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 You got the jackpot. We, we went to Vegas once and we were, we were all over this one slot machine that we won $300 out of. We're the worst people to go to Vegas, by the way. <laughs> I think we actually won more money than that out of it but then we just won a bunch of money out of it but then we spent like maybe an, an a half an hour to an hour out of that losing more than half the money that we won out of it i think just yeah pretty, pretty much but you know we were also spending a, a great great deal of the time just people watching because mm. that was much more interesting than gambling so yeah. you know that <laughs> we didn't really enjoy all of the uh all of the things that, that Vegas has to offer because we're much more interested in hanging out in the seedy, <laughs> smoke-filled casino. I, I had a hard time finding anything to eat. It was like the worst. Yeah, that was really tough. I remember oh. we... Uh... We, we, we stepped into a single room that was a high stakes slot machine thing. And she put us like, we were just like, hey, let's. I put $20 in. Like, we were just like, hey, let's just try this just to try it. Let's just like, you know, because we were on just like penny and dollar slots and stuff. Let's, let's just, let's just go in here and try it. Do it. Like, she put it in there. And then all of a sudden, like, the machine literally did nothing. And then we were just like, okay, I guess that's, I guess that's just telling you you lost. You lost. You're done. You're done here. <laughs> so so yes i did pick that track i love that track i'm glad you love that track i i swear to you the the there's only a handful of moments on the album that are so creepy you know there, there's actually like a lot of great records on the, yeah. on the on the album that are well i mean you showed me most of the creepy ones because like... those are the ones i was most excited about you know i was like hey look how creepy this song is <laughs> Let's get into your next track. You picked this okay. uh, yes track. We're going to yeah. play a little bit of it. It's titled Sweetness. And uh, once we played a bit of it, we'll come back and Dominique will talk about her, her thoughts behind the track. <laughs> All right. So... Um... So this song is a bit of relationship nostalgia that I don't even think you remember. Hmm. When So early in our relationship, one of the things that we did a lot of was, um, you know, we would kind of show each other things that we were like super passionate about. Like obviously Anthony was super passionate about music. So he, like when we would go out and just be hanging out, like, you know, he'd be showing me like music. We'd have like a night where we were just listening to music or we'd have a night where 
I was, you know, bringing over like movies that I liked and whatever. And I'd kind of share like all my weird movie tape, <laughs> my, my weird, my weirdest movies with him. And if he didn't get freaked out, then, you know, I could push it to the next level. Um, and kind of the same thing was happening with music. And so it was just like this really fun time, like in the beginning of our relationship where we were just sharing, you know, things that, you know, we, we liked. And um, the night that we filmed the uh, Valentine's Day video, we had watched uh, Buffalo 66. Mm-hmm. And the song is actually on the soundtrack. <laughs> and so, um, you know, and for, for those of you who have not seen it, it is, a, I guess, an unlikely love story between the, two misfits. The, the odds are stacked against them more than they are in the Alex Cameron song. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so this song is really just kind of added. I mean, it's a, I mean, probably most people know yes, Yeah. you know, um, so this song is really just a bit of relationship nostalgia for just that time where we were just learning about each other and getting to, you know, getting to know each other's interests and, Mm. you know, kind of taking off, you know, whatever, mask that you have when you first meet somebody and you're like trying not to be too weird mm-hmm. to scare them off and you're, you're <laughs> making me regret not putting that future song on here mask off that would have been a great relationship song hey uh, there's there's still time there's, there's still, still time, time to, put, still to pack time. it in mm. <laughs> this next track is <laughs> Is is funny i feel like it just just like that song that you just picked i feel like i'm picking this track because I I know certain things about you and certain tastes and preferences and stuff. So I feel like that you would appreciate the sort of the, the theme and the concept of this song, which I I think after it's uh, over, because we're not going to play the entire track, I'll definitely have to explain some of it because even to me at first, like what the song was, wasn't entirely apparent because um, Neil's lyrics can be a difficult read or listen to sort of take everything in. By the way, this is a, Uh, from a band named Lemon Demon. The song is titled No-Eyed Girl. And Lemon Demon is a band fronted by or sort of masterminded by Neil Cesariga, who does all of those amazing mashups that you love. Yes, that that I love, that I force upon (laughs) to you. I'm like, honey, listen to this meme. I love a little bit less. (laughs) A little less. I'm just like, I'm so excited about his mashups. And it's funny. It's uh, uh, the the lack of enthusiasm that uh, I get (laughs) recommending them to my audience i also get at home recommending them to my wife i i I, and and even to austin as well like he's just like people don't get why you're into this dude they they really they really don't and you know it it doesn't matter i love it however this is uh you know an entirely different type of music project i swear no like smash mouth or bare naked ladies samples are gonna are gonna pop up here i swear this podcast would be over over (laughs) if it was a smash mouth sample if we have a smash mouth anything shows up on this list we're done I can't even think of a good Smash Mouth Love song. So, and I used to own at least one of their albums, but let's uh, let's get into this track okay. again. It's it's called No Eyed Girl. 
Okay, so my, my thoughts behind picking this track, from, from what I've been able to gather, listening to the song again and again, and reading the lyrics online, he falls in love with an interdimensional being. And from what I see yeah. at the very end, you're already into the sci-fi element of it. I already love this. You're, you're already into the sci-fi element of it. And and toward the end of the track, I kind of get the feeling that he is obviously responsible for the transfer of either that being to this dimension or this or himself to that dimension mm. or kind of opening up something that would allow these beings to come into this world and toward the end of the track i kind of get the idea that him doing this the result of that is that the world is just destroyed and that everything is just like you know (laughs) mankind is just totally dead but he doesn't regret it because he gets sort of what he wants he gets his relationship or whatever so he'd do it again he'd do it again anyway even though it basically means the end of the world (laughs) so i figured you would appreciate the (laughs) sci-fi elements of that i do very much given your your sci-fi kick but yeah that's that's essentially my reason behind picking that track obviously with our situation the stakes are not as high Mm, no situation is not as dire you mean you wouldn't destroy the world for me to to invite you in here like like possibly you know i I guess it's i i would definitely like (laughs) i I definitely think about it (laughs) Yeah, it's like we're we're not talking about like I wouldn't run out with a gun and like start like killing a bunch of people like oh but if you were an interdimensional being okay, okay. would I would I pull you into this in, into this dimension to destroy mm. the whole world I don't know it kind of sounds just as psychotic as as running out there with a gun <laughs> I kind of feel like you have to look at both of them the same way you know I don't it's know. just you're not exactly pulling a trigger you're just opening a dimension <laughs> you know. <laughs> So I feel like both should be looked upon mm. with just as much skepticism and like, hmm, that's kind of, so I'm, I'm, so I'm not going to answer that right now, just so that there's not a whole lot of drama. I'll, I'll give you my answer. Yes. Off when, when we're, when we're off the podcast. Okay. Okay. I've already said it though. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this next track that we've picked sensitivity from Ralph Trustfant. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of that and then we'll go into your your logic behind picking this track okay. for the for the list. <laughs> I regret that we didn't do an entire podcast just based around this genre and yeah. this, this era of, oh my of God. R&B and sort of like pop soul and stuff. Uh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Next, next Valentine's Day. Next time. Next Next time. I remember when we were kids. I missed that they used to have radio stations that would play that. Yeah. All day. Oh my gosh! Yeah. From morning till night. I still live for that. Such a unique time for music. Yeah, and really weird at the end of that song. There's Mm. like. A rap, hmm. which of course, <laughs> because all songs had to have a rap. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm really sensitive. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah, like it was, that. It had to be like that too. It's kind of like that. Yeah, definitely like a bit of a, an MC Hammer type flow. A little bit. Yeah, yeah a, little bit. a little bit. I mean, this is. Yeah. Yep. It was pretty much like that. <laughs> um, I love this song. Yeah, and it's you, cute. You <laughs> you have heard this song. Yeah. It's smooth. It's fun. Um, I think like 
I was probably like one of the youngest in my family. And so like all of my cousins, everybody was super older than me. And like, you know, like you were talking about radio stations that just play this type of music all the time. Like when this was new, this was all over the radio. So this song came out when I was five. And I remember like just, I was the kid that like knew all of the songs on the radio and like all of the dances. So like I was the one that they would be like, oh, Dominique, do this dance. And I like, I would just be like hamming it up. So anyways, anyways, um, so it has been ingrained in me that I need a man with sensitivity. Got it. Since a very been brainwashed. Young age. <laughs> 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 but I, I pick this song for this particular list because as you were saying before, you know, you are, you know, starting a new relationship, like you're coming into the relationship with like your own you know, if, like I said, everybody has like baggage and, and stuff that you bring into the relationship separately and your expectations for what your relationship is going to be. And I think <laughs> despite having a man with sensitivity being uh, ingrained in, <laughs> in me, um, I think I, I think like I, I've. I felt like, I don't know, I, I just wanted to not have those types of expectations for our relationship and just see where things went. What I guess what I, what I was trying to say is, is that, um, you know, you are, uh, you are all of those things without being a very smooth smooth talking person i don't know what the hell i'm trying to say <laughs> thanks for outing me as not being very i'm sorry smooth. i'm sorry i think i'm smooth i think i'm smooth i talk smooth all the time on the internet you do talk smooth but what i'm saying is like you're not like a flashy person like you know what i mean mm. like you're not there's not yeah, like be, being like the sensitive guy that's like that's also kind of like being like the nice guy you yeah know, it's like, hey why won't girls date me i'm a nice guy nice guys i'm really terrifying. nice Anybody who comes up to you, you've heard me say this before. Anybody who comes up Shout, to you, this is to all the women out there. Anybody advice, comes up advice to you, direct from my wife. Talking about, I'm a nice guy. Look at me. Aren't I really nice? Nice guys finish last. No, crazy people finish last because everybody knows that they're fucking crazy. I've never told my wife I'm nice. No, he he didn't. I've never told her I'm nice. So I even just, to this day. Even to this day. <laughs> I just expect a certain amount of asshole in everybody. <laughs> and, you know, you just like whatever your ratio is, you just you're just taking a ratio. And if you're saying you're really nice from the get go, chances are the asshole ratio is <laughs> pretty high. You're overcompensating. <laughs> it's probably really high. I don't know why I thought of this just now, but I saw this really <laughs> funny Internet post that I that I have to tell you about right now, even though it's not appropriate for the podcast. But I, I saw this really funny Internet post that I think this, this girl posted where she said, um, guys with. Uh, big feet have big penises and guys with. Big cars have small penises. No wonder people are afraid of clowns. (laughs) 
I don't know why I had to tell you that just now, but hopefully everybody else got a laugh out of it too. We're going to move on to the next track. Yes, please. Please. This track is from an artist who came out uh, with one of my favorite albums <laughs> of the past few years. Uh, her name is Angel Olsen. I don't know how much of her music I've played you, uh, if any, really. Um, I don't think so. I don't think I played you anything off of her last record. And, and really everything she's put up until that point for me was like, hey, I like this, but I'm like really waiting for that moment where you make that killer record. And I mm. think a lot of people were too. And this album of hers that she came out with a little while back called My Woman um, is easily her biggest album, easily her most critically acclaimed album. And I'm glad that she kind of got that chance that I think a few artists do these days in the music industry to really just like uh, kind of come out with a record that is is only somewhat successful because it feels like sometimes people just kind of get chewed up and spit out of the industry too often and I'm glad that she was able to stick around and kept at it because I, I, the end result is just a great record with fantastic songs on it like this. Uh, this track is titled uh, Shut Up Kiss Me. So that's a song I picked. Um, to me, that track is, I don't know, its maybe it's a bit of wishful thinking. I mean, it totally just like comes out of this feeling that I know I've had numerous times before if we're like in the middle of a fight or in the middle of an argument when it's just like, I don't know, I, I why are we still arguing? I feel like we could just be getting along instead. Just like shut up and kiss me instead. <laughs> like, why, why are we here? Why are we doing this? And and I, I guess, again, this is like probably why it's it's more wishful thinking, because there's there's elements of the song where she's like, you know, we could rewind just all the bad things that happened and just sort of like throw it under the rug and toss it away <laughs> and, you know, just like get back to loving each other. And, you know, uh, may, maybe that's like not reality or anything. Yeah. But like still, that's like what you want to happen. You yeah. Know? It's like you'd rather just like, oh, can't we just like hit the re reset button on this yeah. or just be like, OK, like, I'm sorry. Like, can this just be over now or something? Yeah. You know, and I, I think like especially I think in our situation. <laughs> situation where we actually don't have like a lot of fights like we don't we don't fight frequently but when we do it's epic it's epic <laughs> because we, we don't we don't practice that often no we don't practice there's not a lot of reason to but when we do it's but when we do and we've definitely had our moments when i've just been like Okay, I've I've said sorry. I've I've acknowledged what's happened. Like it, like can we just like be over and done with this? And I remember there have been a few times where it's just been like, mm -mm, no, it can't, it can't, we can't be done. No, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm still mad, or you're still mad, and so it's like it, it has to continue. Yeah. But there's always that moment where one person is probably thinking at some point when, ugh, I just wish we could just like get back to how it was yeah. just like 30 minutes before. Gone too far. This started. <laughs> Uh, let's get into this next track. Birdie. Oh, perfect. Blue Dress. Perfect, perfect. Tell me uh, uh, about this track after we play a little bit okay. of it. Um, one last thing I wanted to ask you about. What, what did you think of her voice? I, I like her voice a I lot. I really Just like, like how... that vocal distortion. Mm -hmm. That's really, I, it works really well with kind of the pace of the song, the pacing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I like how... Um, she she doesn't sing like that all the time, but when um, 
angel does i love how like weirdly traumatized she sounds when she's singing that <laughs> yeah. way like <laughs> like I, I can't quite describe it but all i can say is that it sounds traumatic yeah you know sometimes she's singing in that, that timbre raw but... emotion i like it <laughs> but yeah I, I love her singing on that track i, I love being brought to the brink <laughs> Let's play this uh, birdie track okay. and, and then we'll get into uh, why you picked this one. Okay. Okay. So I think I think it's this song is like a really good contrast. <laughs> to the last song. <laughs> to the last song. Um, and I, you know, I really like this song. This is like, I mean, this is kind of like an album where I didn't really like the album as a whole, but this one track is always stuck with me. I think it's so... I, I think the imagery that the song invokes is really interesting. I think this sense of, you know, having this thing that you lost and then just suddenly you find it and like things click like, oh, this is how it should be. Um, and so I think this the song is actually a good contrast because like I was kind of the reason why I included this is because I, I was kind of thinking about, you know, that feeling after, you know things get really bad you've had a really bad fight and you know there's like that period of like cooling off and you know just kind of like you know there there's a wholeness in your relationship that you know feels like really um asymmetrical when when you know what I mean when things aren't working and um yeah, that's that's why that's why I picked this song. Okay. I'm not a not a person who talks about <laughs> things that she likes often, so bear with me. I, I like the <laughs> sensual kind of mellow vibe of the track, and her voice is really sweet throughout the song. It's kind of hypnotic, uh, the way that it sort of plays on you know the the droney keyboards in the yeah. background almost have like a and there's kind of like a skeletal almost velvet undergroundy kind of yeah yeah feel to it for sure. Yeah. Uh, this next track comes comes from a more <laughs> visceral place. I'll, okay. I'll say that much. Um, I, I'll say I'll just kind of like spoil the whole theme and idea of it right from the get go because it's pretty straight and to the point. Uh, it comes from a band named Swain who used to go by the name of uh, fuck. What was their older name? Was it This Routine Is Hell? I'm pretty sure it was This Routine Is Hell. And they changed their name because they kind of like came together with a different sound. I mean, I love that album that they put out under their last name, but they started doing like a bit of a 90s kind of alternative rock, almost like a grungy, mm. punky kind of thing, which was not the hardcore sound that they originally came up with. Yeah. And this song is pretty much just like, I don't know, I guess in a way, just like a fuck song. It's just like <laughs> just all about just like getting completely lost okay. in another person's physical being. But I, I'll, I'll say it's it's not very sexy sounding you know it's just a very visceral rock song well, about, i guess just being lost in somebody yeah, other someone else physically. one could argue that sex is not that sexy <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll play a little bit of it so there we go that's that 
It's just pretty much about getting lost in another person physically. Yeah. That's, that's just <laughs> that's just the gist of it, <laughs> or the jizz of it, however you want to say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, they, they put a little bit more romantically, I guess, the, than I just did. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> awkward. It's, how is this awkward? We're, we're just like, <laughs> I, I've made way worse jokes in front of you. I just told a, a, a joke about how clowns have big dicks a few minutes ago. It's not even awkward. It's not an awkward situation. Just microphones are on now. That's all. That's all. That's, that's the only difference. That's all. <laughs> so this next track that you picked is a Yeah Yeah Yeah's track. It's titled Our Time. Is this from the, the this EP? Did it come out before the album? It's yeah. To tell. So yeah. this is like early, early, early. This is early, early. Early, when, early. When they were really raw and yeah. New York sounding. Yeah. Really raw and New York sounding. <laughs> All those good, in, the, in the olden days. All those good New York indie bands in the early two thousands that were good for a very limited amount of time. <laughs> they, they, I still like the yeah yeah yeah. I still like a lot of the early stuff. I still like <laughs> the early stuff too. But hey, you know, I'm I'm not saying the yeah yeah yeahs are alone in that. You know, it, it didn't take long for the Strokes to take a nosedive. You know, so Aww. it's uh, it's uh, you know, I'm not saying they're alone in that. They're certainly not. They're certainly not. Um, very, very, very little of the indie set, uh, from back in those days is still around now. Uh, and if it is, it, 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 it's putting out a disco record. So we'll, uh, uh, so let's, let's, let's take a trip back to yeah. our, 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 our younger days with this, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah's track, uh, our time. That was a nice reminder of why I used to like the yeah, yeah, yes, or why why I loved them initially. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's such a sweet and cute song. So I'm so it happy is. you picked it. It is. But it also, you know, just brought me back to God. Just like you remember how like I'm just trying to think of the context because like what the <laughs> hell was it in response to? Like why the stuff? Why why the hell did this stuff get popular? Because you're talking about like grunge happened and then the whole like i guess it went mainstream and kurt died and then you had post grunge and you had like all of these like awful sort of like fake grunge bands that were just like total shit and just like new metal happened <laughs> and it's like what do you do after that uh, so it's like you had a lot of these bands and they were just like totally taking it back to basics they were yeah. playing blues stuff you only had one drummer and one guitarist and one of them was probably singing and it, like around this time it's like you had yeah yeah yeahs and black keys and the kills and the white stripes and the ravenettes and it's like being a duo was like the thing it's <laughs> like like having four members was just too much yeah you know? it's like couldn't couldn't be more than three uh, in, in, in some cases like you just had to be really stripped back and if there was a third person they had to be doing something stupid like tambourine you know they couldn't be adding too much extra sound um you know and, and it's funny because like a lot of those groups they ended up just like totally faltering the moment that they were like all right let's try to add more stuff now yeah and, and, like once you once they, they did, did that much. then they did too much too and much sort of lost the narrative um 
But uh, but yeah, that was a nice reminder after having covered, I think, the last couple of Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's records. And it was just like, I, I, I don't know so much about this. Yeah, that but EP is so good. It's it is, still it is so really good. good. It's still really good. It's still <laughs> really good. Uh, there's probably like some, I mean, we're, we're technically millennials too, but there are probably some people listening like maybe... 10 years or so younger than us who are trying this track out and they're like what the hell is a big deal I don't, yeah. I don't hear it. some squawky lady just like going crazy over a blues guitar and I, I don't get it but I you know again it reminded me of why she was such a fun and interesting vocalist yeah. at the time yeah um this next track uh, that I've picked is a, a lot more smooth and mellow uh it comes from the uh, uh king of normcore the uh, Canadian chain smoker. That's, that's one of his nicknames, I'm pretty mm. sure. Uh, Mac DeMarco. This is one of my favorite songs of his. It's called My Kind of Woman. And uh, let's let's just get into it because I, I think the sentiment of the song is, is pretty obvious right from the right from the get go. So yeah, there's that Mac DeMarco song that I picked. That I like quite a bit. <laughs> have I played you that song before? I must have played yeah, you that song before. Yeah. I, I just love the sentiment of that track, but I think the thing I love most about that song is honestly just the way it sounds. There's just something so woozy and like kind of drunk about it. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know. I just love how the guitar sounds on the track just kind of has like a high pitch kind of pling. Sort of quality to it that I don't hear in a lot of other songs like Mac DeMarco, even though his music is very smooth. He strikes me as an artist who really kind of pays close attention to the way certain things sound um, a lot of the time. And and this is definitely one of those tracks where it seemed like everything had a very particular yeah, kind of timbre to it. Purposeful. And, and the result <laughs> is that, you know, it just kind of feels like being in love. You know, it does feel like, <laughs> you know, there's kind of like a drunken quality to kind of being infatuated with somebody that I feel like that song embodies really well. So we'll move on to the next track. Uh, you picked a shoe shoe song. When you I did. Fa- one of your favorite bands. I did. And, you know, it was funny when I was going back and I was looking at um, our, uh, I think it was the video that you did, um, I think 2014, where you did a, a video with the Valentine's Day playlist that you made for me for Valentine's Day. And I, <laughs> I remember seeing someone in the comments saying something like, I wonder if she was creeped out by the shoe shoe track. And I was just like, ah. no, no, I was not. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I, I mean, when I started college, I think I listened to post punk and I listened to like, any and all like experimental rock and like the louder the better and Shushu was like for me just such a standout band just because of their um well I mean Jamie's voice obviously is <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of he's like um he's like if uh 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 Hank Hill being shocked constantly <laughs> but but come back from the dead he's like a ghost He's like the ghost of constantly shocked Hank Hill. <laughs> no, I, I love Jamie's voice. Um, you got you guys have seen enough positive shoo shoo reviews to know. Well, I re- I, re- 
that actually makes me uh, think of when I was in college and I, I had uh, these roommates that were I guess they were mean girls mm. it was before the mean girls movie but that's what they were and so I was really into shushu at that time and I remember coming in from class and they were clearly having a conversation about me uh and, <laughs> and I just remember <laughs> one of the girls saying something to the note of god she plays that crying guy all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that crying guy the crying guy that crying guy hopefully jamie's listening or somebody's telling him to listen to it and i telling him, love shushu and telling him uh <laughs> hey someone on this podcast they said you sound like the crying guy well. so you pick this track ceremony where yeah so this is a this is a joy division cover yeah so we'll play this so uh, we'll yeah. this cover and we'll get into uh, your your reasoning for picking picking this particular track. Okay. <laughs> I like the glitchy synths in that in yeah. that rendition. Yeah. Yeah, I like this version. They they've done I think another I think one other version of this cover mm. and i like this this version the best at, at what shushu era did this cover get recorded oh was this or was this around the time that he was like messing around with the game boy chip tune stuff or is this like i e- think e- so before that no i think so i think because like i said there's an earlier version of this cover mm. um but i i, I don't i don't know and there's something about the... I didn't do the research. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> there's something about the tone of his voice and just kind of like the the um, the chaos of the instrumentation that kind of reminds me of like super early like Bright Eyes stuff. Like there, there's almost bit. like... Yeah, like I feel bit. I feel like this Joy Division song, if played the right way, could just be an emo song. Like not that I think well. not that I think he's playing an emo song, but like I, well. I feel like I feel like he's almost taking it there. Like we're a step or two away from it. Yeah, like being yeah. An emo song. <laughs> kind of. I didn't think of it like that, but yeah, totally. Uh, well, I knew I wanted I wanted to put ceremony on this list. I mean, you know, it's a tragic love story, mm-hmm. right? But I guess like I don't I don't take the lyrics super literally, and I've always loved the like the feeling derived from that song because it's like to me it's always been kind of like as much as it is about a beginning it's also about an ending um which i mean that is the human story right so i i mean i love and so i love that and i love that in the context of like a relationship because you know they'll they'll come a time when we're you know very old people and <laughs> You know, and and all of, you know, all of this time that we're spending together in real time will will be memories and it'll be, you know, just this flash of, you know, electricity. You know what I mean? And anyways, so I like this song because it feels like that. It feels like an entire life in a second for Mm -hmm. me. I hear that. So that's cool. Damn. That's an awesome description. And thank you for laying it all out there bam this next one we're going to take super su- this next one we're going to take the lyrics super literally 
comes from the new Perfume Genius album. It's called Die For You. Oh. And this is this is definitely one of the darker, spacier tracks on the new record. Takes a little while to get going, but I think there's also like a bit of a I think like a subtle Porter's Head influence too on this track that I think Ooh. you'll dig. Because since we saw him live together, he's like totally like built out the instrumentation on his mm. records. You know, one of the artists, one of the few artists that their whole shtick, their whole gimmick, their whole style is, hey, let's play everything super minimal. Super short, super skeletal, super stripped back. But as Mike has built out his songs instrumentally more and more, they've actually only gotten more interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and this track is definitely an example of that for, for me. So yeah, that's my pick. That's my serious dark pick. I like it. That I actually sexy. actually kind of got dark for my last few picks on this on this list. It's funny how the songs have taken slightly a darker slightly turn. darker turn, taking a slightly my darker turn. Pick back up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know how much I'd have to say about that track other than that I felt like I just wanted to bring it into a, a more grave direction. Toward yeah. the back end of my list, there there are other lovier songs on this record that that are much uh, that they have a brighter sort of tone to them. But I figured I'd I'd take it in this direction, toward the back end of the the list. So what did you do here with this tricky song, uh, Your Name? Uh, are we gonna listen to it first, or we'll, we'll listen to a little bit of it first? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, this song for me is just, like, it is wedding day, like, all mm. over it. Like, yeah. it's really cute. <laughs> yeah. And the changing your name yeah. part, yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Mm. It's a cute song. But I love the melody, and I love, like, I love Tricky's, like, whispery <clears throat> vocals, like, in the background. And, yeah, I just, I really like the atmosphere of of that song and it's a very different song for him yeah you know yeah well and it's also it's really different on that album too like Mm. with the you know kind of with the surrounding tracks it's like just this like breath of (laughs) it was yeah yeah no it's it's (laughs) it's like very different from his usual style but it seems like he was doing almost everything he could to maintain his <laughs> usual thing while yeah. sort of making it. You know, because you could tell with the kind of minimal but dusty, dirty kind of beats. Yeah. And the fact that he was kind of maintaining that whispery uh, kind of quality. But he wanted that female voice on top, but singing kind of like a cheery yeah. sort of fashion. And as the track goes on, like the whisper, you know, like the, the whisper vocal gets a little mm-hmm. bit more like there's it's varying in intensity, but it, it is like you. it's definitely like a restraint <laughs> is being had. Yeah, it's definitely a really unique song for him. And just like as far as love songs in general, because there's something undeniably cute about it but simultaneously there's just something kind of weird and off-putting and kind of creepy about it you know maybe not intentionally because the the things that feel odd about it hey you married me i know it's true (laughs) 
the things that are odd about it would probably only come off odd as people who haven't heard Tricky's music before. You know yeah. what I mean? But if you've heard his previous stuff, you know that that's kind of his thing. But sort of like totally out of context, like <laughs> that's like a really creepy <laughs> love song. <laughs> but like knowing what I know about his music, it's like, oh, OK, that's really interesting that he would go this route and how he's sort of made it work, you know, in a lot of ways in his usual style. I mean, maybe some people would disagree. I don't know how well <laughs> blowback was received in comparison to a lot of his earlier 90s yeah, I stuff. I don't know. Um, this next one is an interesting pick. This will be fun. This is this is pretty much the only track I loved off of this album. <laughs> I think you might have heard this before, but I, I think uh, I did, I did love the song when I first heard it. Uh, but I feel like in in retrospect and as as I've gotten deeper into our relationship, I, I appreciate it even more. Uh, you, you you guys know this one. You guys know this one. Uh huh, honey. All the mother niggas lame, and you know it now. When a real nigga hold you down, you supposed to drown. Bam. So yeah, I picked that. <laughs> you know, I, I guess uh, the reason I picked that song. <laughs> Is that I, I feel like I, I just feel like it's a really good love song. I, and, and I think it's good just because the sentiment behind it is so strong. Of course, it's Kanye. So it's like it's done in a really like tacky, like completely unlikable. And, you know, it's it's like uh, just just like he he's almost like a heel in, in like a wrestling match. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like the, the emotion behind it. You know, like the it, the sense of it's yeah, it's in earnest. The the you know? the sense of devotion yeah. there. You know, the the fact that he's willing to uh, uh, admit how horrible he is. <laughs> I guess he's you know admitting is the first step, just like just yeah, like he says exactly. You well, know, so it's it's interesting to also think about this song. If if I can if I can go into it to think of the song about the the being in the earlier stages or at least he's thinking in within the earlier stages of his his relationship with Kim, and uh, <laughs> and and just sort of like how how uh, how the, this sort of you know progresses into a lot of the more intense uh, emotions on the life of Pablo, which you which you now know that I love and. <laughs> And you you looked at me like I was crazy the night that I came back and I and I listened to it. Well, I was like, hey, this is I, this is really great. Mostly because it was three a.m. And you were like, you're crazy. <laughs> you're tired. What's wrong with you? I was like, no, I, I swear this is really good now. I swear it's really good. Something happened. Something happened since the last time I heard it. It's really good now. But yeah, m- m- maybe mostly because it was three a.m. But yeah, you know, it's like I I like a lot of the. Uh, uh, elements of it where it's like <laughs> when a real one holds you down you're supposed to drown i find that line very funny um uh, you know it's it's uh it's sort of like um i don't know almost like if if you're a real person if you're somebody who's who's really going to be there if you're somebody who's really devoted uh, almost to him it's it's like uh uh 
it's it's like he attributes all of his flaws and everything that's horrible about him like it's it's the reason he's great is because of those things and i feel like that's also the approach he takes to his relationship too it's like hey all these horrible things these are also the reasons why i'm such a great significant other too you know like when he's trying to convince people that he's a great artist it's like hey i'm crazy name a genius that isn't crazy i'm crazy that means i'm a genius um, so you know, I, I feel like uh, I feel like that sometimes too, to a degree where it's like maybe I'm just like way too much like into my own work or maybe I'm just like taking things uh, in our relationship way too seriously. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's stuff that I feel like I have to come to terms with and, and curb simultaneously. You know, sometimes don't I'm like, worry, honey, you're not famous at our house. <laughs> so well, I'm, sure, I'm sure Kanye is not famous at home either. I'm sure Kanye gets yelled at. I'm sure, but he'll, I, I wonder. I wonder if he would ever rap about that, though. I'm sure Kanye's gotten yelled at. Um, <laughs> I, I think uh, you know. Every once in a while, I'm like, yeah, all the all all these things are why I'm so great, though. Why, why I'm a great husband because I'm always just like I ne- I never stop working. That makes me great. Um, when it's like, no, it's 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 not like that. But uh, you know, it's, it, I I can definitely get into that mindset sometimes where you, where you think you're flaws are your are your strengths and and i'm sure to to degree for everybody they are but you know uh (laughs) to me that's him like totally embodying that mindset and almost like taking it too far to the point where it's just hilarious (laughs) so we're we're on like the home stretch here we got like wow we're almost done almost done so thank you to everybody who's been listening so far to us prattling on about these songs and and how much uh, we like each other but i know that's why you guys are are here you're all really <laughs> lonely and you're like i want to know what love sounds like i want to know what two people being infatuated with sounds like i'm 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 really i'm really a sad person um, either that or you're listening cuz you hate me and um mm, and you you're this is ammunition i'm sure there's going to be comments where it's like <laughs> and i can't believe anthony paid a woman to come on his podcast and pretend to be his wife who divorced him five years ago i'm sure that's gonna be a reddit a reddit theory i know (laughs) i can't wait to lurk okay i can't wait to lurk he got he really hired a voice actress and paid her fifteen thousand dollars to learn to talk exactly like his wife Mm. just to be on that podcast and and fabricate elements of their of their relationship for over an hour um, <laughs> uh, you know, I've seen more impressive mental gymnastics. So. Yeah, some of the theories have been really impressive, like the so. theories about us breaking up and me becoming an MRA. Yeah, and, and some, everything. some were like really detailed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> almost like almost like almost like my my meme channel was like a reason we got divorced. Like you might have seen my content on the meme right, channel and, and then right. decided I, I we have, I have to leave you. Well, no, you're, well, those, you're reviewing memes. Those theories started before the meme channel, mm. so they kind of predate the meme I channel. Guess that's true. But yeah, uh, just curious how people can <coughs> make up things. <laughs> it's like complete, like just. It, it's fan fiction. It really is fan fiction. It's Anthony Fantano <laughs> fan fiction. It's Anthony Fantano Which fan fiction. Which is amazing. I enjoy it. Mm. Keep doing it. <laughs> this next song that you've picked here is from one Miss Pat Suzuki, How High the Moon. I'm not familiar with this artist, so I'm going to play the track and then you can uh, inform me. Inform me after.
so um so yeah so this uh this song's version of the song how high the moon um was originally recorded for the movie i think it was biloxi blues i think i think that's the name um and it was kind of like the the title like title sequence that the song was um recorded for and um you know there's been lots of versions of how high the moon it's kind of a relatively famous song um i really like this version of the song it's very haunting and like while and i don't remember when this was originally recorded but i feel like there's something about it that seems very ageless um it's definitely like i feel like this arrangement is while it's um you know i i I think i sort of get where you're coming from like it sounds like a piece of classy dramatic vocal pop from the 50s or the 60s but there's kind of like a modern eeriness to it yeah you know yeah you didn't always get in that kind of music i'd have to look i don't remember exactly when um this was recorded but this is an older recording um but it, it definitely has like um just kind of like the the stripped down composition of the song um i think makes it feel a little bit more modern like you were saying you you are kind of like expecting a bit more instrument instrumentation and um almost everything with with the uh, i'm like really we're burnt out we're 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 toward the very uh, end of this thing we're toward the very end of this um, thing but yeah no, so it it is. It's definitely like it definitely has like a modern feel to it, and I I love it because I feel like the song is like the melody is so haunting. Like mm. I find myself humming this song all of the time. Like it's a song that like is an earworm for me, mm. <laughs> and you know, and it's just um, you know, I I think like. You know, when I, I added the song to the list, I, I liked it because it's kind of like a song that, um, you know, like when like when you're traveling or something or, you know, like whenever like one of us is like working or whatever and you're like you're missing your significant other. It's just mm. it definitely has those vibes for me. Mm. OK, well, this is this is going to be my last song. And then this next <laughs> song is your last song. <laughs> So this is each of our last tracks, uh, which is funny because I feel like I'm toward the end of this and I'm so ready not to explain the song, but I feel like the song requires a lot of explaining. (laughs) (laughs) But it comes from one of my favorite rock bands of this decade uh, who go by the name of Ice Age. Um, I pretty much loved every record they put out so far this decade. And this is the title track, the closing track to their latest and my favorite record of theirs so far called Plowing Into the Field of Love. So uh, so here we go. We'll play this track and uh, I'll, I'll try to sort of work through what I feel are the themes coming out of this very ugly, messy, tangled, chaotic post-punk music.
All right, so obviously that song comes on a little strong. <laughs> uh, to, to me, that track says a lot with the way the instrumentation just sort of has this weird kind of like feverish, just like very like unkempt, like ragged kind of feel to it. Like the, the lyrics, which I know probably did not fully translate and, and I feel like I'm kind of projecting onto the song just a little bit. I, I feel like the words are there, but I've like read some of the inspirations for the song that, that may not necessarily be, um, you know, what I'm putting onto the track, but given the title of the song, the title of the album, uh, and some of the lyrics, I don't see how I could kind of read it anywhere else, but the, the way it's kind of framed is this guy is portraying himself as like kind of being in a mansion and being sort of like above like kind of these unwashed refugee types and these sort of like lones, lonely studs who are out there in the world, just like aimlessly wandering. And, and he's in that position because he's sort of put in the work and sort of plowed into (laughs) the field of love. And so because he's sort of put in, in that work, now he sort of has that status. He's at that point where he's sort of like above all of that. And he's sort of like, you know yeah yeah so i mean i feel like because i'm with you i've been with you for so long and we we have you know we put the work into our relationship yeah you know there's like so much less chaos in the world in a way you know i mean it's still chaotic everything is still crazy the chaos is a perspective yeah but it's like it's it's (laughs) honestly i feel like we're probably in a better place now than where we used to be in terms yeah, of like you know sure. our relationship, our jobs, and everything, and just yeah, we're very. You know. I feel like we're very lucky, you know, like the stars aligned just right, and <laughs> you know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the stars aligned, and you know, things are as good as one can ask things to be you know definitely definitely so i I feel like that very rugged very rough (laughs) sort of sound which is just ice ages thing uh i feel like even they can sort of communicate something kind of poetic you know in in, through that which i i feel like there are a lot of people that don't quite get even my love for for this band too but uh that's that's probably one of the reasons why I feel like, you know, some very interesting things sort of come out of the tangle of, of what they do. Um, and, and that track, and hopefully, again, I'm not projecting too much onto it. You know, that's one of the more interesting sort of takes I've heard somebody sort of talk about love in a, yeah. in a track, you know, before. Well, I think it's okay to project upon a song. Sure. <laughs> You know, but it's like it's it's funny. He almost sort of like, you know, portrays it as like literally like a hard back backbreaking work like well, farming. I mean, I mean it know? is. And I well, honestly, if you want my opinion, mm-hmm. I think people don't put that much emphasis on relationships in terms of the work that you have to put into it because it is work. You know, I think, you know, when you start a relationship, you're starting the relationship based on. You know, these really primitive things, right? Like the way that person looks, you know, like your ability to have surface level conversation with them and connection with them. But 
the real relationship starts once all that stuff gets boring and you are having to deal with the outside world like we talked about earlier um having to deal with you know just learning that person the good and the bad of that person and it's really easy to give up it's really easy to give up sure it's the easiest thing you can do it is tough and hard work to continue to fight for something that you you know you know that is is right you know Mm -hmm. so i think that weathered voices is appropriate tone sure absolutely (laughs) i agree i agree and that's what i like about it all right we're gonna get into the last track you're closing up shop over here uh, with this feist song which song did you pick is this like off the deluxe version of is is this like an extra track yeah this was on the um this is an extra it's an extra on um, the deluxe version of the reminder. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to play this track. Um, Islands. Oh, Islands in the Stream. Oh, that's such a, so cute. I didn't even know she did a cover of that. Yeah. That's so cute. Oh, that's a cute ending song. Yeah. Right, let's play a little bit of that, and then you can talk a bit about it, and we'll, we'll uh, end this. End this thing. Islands in the Stream. I'm holding her hand, guys. I made a move on her. <laughs> that was smooth. I thought that was. I thought it was an opportune time. <laughs> I made my move, guys. Held her hand. Yes, just as I'm <gasps> yawning. I might. I might make it to first base later. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's, it's so funny. When I was a kid, I didn't even know Ghetto Superstar took its melody from anything. I was just like, really? Okay. I had no idea when I was a kid. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I just thought that was a totally original song. <laughs> I have no idea. Aww. Wasn't that originally a Bee Gees track? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bee Gees could write a song. People don't get it. Wait. Pretty sure it was it a Bee Gees song originally. Then there was a country cover later. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Country cover came later. The Dolly Maybe. Parton. And then after that, you kind of got more country covers. Yeah. Then then almost like it kind of got a reputation for being a country song. <laughs> because I, it was not one of the Bee Gees' bigger tracks. Yeah. I no, really I think, think you're right. I don't I think, think that's what right. people really went to the Bee Gees to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. No, I, I love this cover with the Constantines. And I think like all 10 of my songs could have been a feist song. <laughs> I held a lot of restraint in picking picking my picking my uh, songs because I mean, duh. It's, you got to pick different artists. Or yeah, else it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> you know, unless, unless you come to me beforehand with that concept and you're like, I have this idea, all feist. And you, haven't well, even, you haven't even heard her new album yet. I have heard a little bit. Oh, you of heard it. a yeah. little bit of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, I've good. started it. I've like not been able to kind of finish it but i have started got it but yeah it was originally a bg song yeah that bgs the more you know um but yeah i think i think that's a really beautiful cover i think um probably anybody who sees us together or friends of ours they think of that song who've talked about us um or make comment about our relationship we're Mm -hmm. kind of two two peas in a pod 
Mm-hmm. And just two yeah. islands in a stream of internet comments theorizing mm-hmm. on our our eventual divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, this this has been great. This has been fun. <laughs> We should probably, the next time we do this, maybe start it a little bit early. A little earlier. It's late for us. It's, it's really late. whatever time it is for you. Yeah. Or or actually just keep it to five tracks. Yeah. I, f- I feel like. You know, I was really intimidated by the 10, 10 tracks. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what you're thinking either. But I feel sad because I feel like I don't think I, I gave or did my tracks justice because I pooped out at the end. Uh, I kind of pooped out too. <laughs> So it's all right. But they're all awesome songs. I think everybody listening right now is probably pooping out around this point. Yeah. So thank you well, for listening. So you, don't, you don't want a family vlog. <laughs> exactly. You don't want a family vlog because five minutes into it, you we're just going to be like this. I need a nap. I need a nap. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed the return of my lovely significant other. Thanks on for here. caring. Yeah, thanks for caring, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> caring, obsessing. This is totally, no. this, is, this is the perfect We're distance. Friends. We're friends. <laughs> With a distance. On We're the fr- internet. We're friends <laughs> through this podcast. This is, this is the perfect, you guys look beautiful from this distance. Anyway, this podcast <laughs> is also available on iTunes, just like previous episodes, if you forgot, because it's been a while since we've had an episode. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this playlist. Uh, Remember, it's also linked down there in the description box so you can listen to all these tracks. And uh, we love you, we love you, we love you. Uh, I'm sure on the screen right now there's some kind of link to another podcast episode or a link to subscribe to the channel. And I will see you in the next podcast if there ever is one. So Forever. forever.